Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPGs Cast, episode 558 for the week of October 3rd, 2020. I'm Chris Privetier. You are the listener, and I'm joined by multiple people, including Pascal Takaya, Stealth Pascal. Woo! Wow, I got a shout out. Very nice. Raise the roof. It's Pascal time. It's like you don't know he's there, and then suddenly it's Pascal. Woo! Woo! Out from the bushes. Nobody expects the Spanish Pascal Takaya. But Especially, he's German. Exactly. That's why no one expects it. <laughs> Prove my point, Anna. Joining me today, also Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. Kelly Ryan in the house. Meow. Robert Albright, first time here. Woo! Hello. Hi. And Josh Carpenter's back! Woo! <laughs> we missed you, Josh. We missed you, yeah. Josh. Very much so. Glad to be back. All right, we got a late breakfast, so doing a little eating on mic because I'm disgusting. Hey, so how I about finally we have, got donuts. How about we have Josh kick off what he's been playing since it's been a while since he's so been same on. thing you played. Yes. And the same thing I played. Yes. So it's just all three of us can can jump into. Yeah, the ba- ba- been gone for like a month and a half and still really only played like one game just recently. I've uh, been playing 13 Sentinels, I guess Rim. Woohoo! So that's a tough game to talk about. <laughs> yeah, because it gets spoilery so it's, fast. It's so very spoilery. Because normally if you were talking about a you know the story of a game, you'd just be like, oh, well, you know, you can talk about like the first chapter or something like that. You know, like surely no one will really get upset about spoilers. But with this one... There's every single, you know, you got all the different characters, and every single character will basically have spoilers, like, right at the beginning of their storyline for other characters, where it will happen much later in their storyline. Well, and, like, everything. (laughs) the other thing is, is you can play a lot of this stuff in any order. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, um... Aliens are involved, but how quickly you find out aliens are involved and what their involvement, um, sort of how their involvement relates to the story. If you play one character really early, which that character does unlock as part of like the original six or seven characters, you are knowledgeable about aliens very quickly. But if you decide to skip that particular person's quest, they don't look as interesting as some of the other ones. You may not find out about aliens until you're like a third of the way through the story. <laughs> and, and it's interesting the way they, you know, like the nonlinearity, both, like you said, depending on which characters you pick, but also depending on like the, the nonlinearity, even within the characters as you're following along you know, as you unlock events in their story. So, yeah, it's nonlinear in multiple different ways. It's an interesting way to go about telling the story. The story is definitely the strongest part of the game, but it's also the part that you can't really say too much about, mm-hmm. other than that it does involve aliens and time travel and giant mecha and, you know, monsters coming at, that you have to fight. Kaiju! Kaiju. But does it? I'm sure we can at least all agree that Fluffy is an asshole, right? Oh! <laughs> Fluffy is a jerk! <laughs> you know, you guys, dis- you guys discussing it, because I haven't played it yet, it sounds vaguely 
reminiscent of uh, what I played of Radiant Historia in regards to time travel and yeah, how- yeah. So it definitely has that like um, ideas out of order concept. Mm-hmm. And they do it really well in a way that it's like you do get very comfortable with the idea that the you're going to receive information out of chronological order. And I think the thing that the game does so well is it teaches you to discard your preconceived notions on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Because well, I, um, one of the characters that I was going through, he he's talking to his buddy and his buddy says to him, hey, man, you know those three days of school that I missed? I was actually trapped in the future. And the character that I was playing was like, dude, you got to come up with a better excuse than that. And of course, I'm like, oh, man, he's probably telling the truth. I have to go play his story now. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that I've been really digging is... You know, seeing something happen and then finding out why that happened, like the bit, I played one character story and the bath, the, one of the bathrooms was just completely messed up. Like, you know, so it looks like somebody had let a tiger in there. That's how messed up the bathroom is. And then later on down the line, it showed exactly what happened to the bathroom. Even though you're not actually seeing what's going on, you're like hearing all the carnage and it's like, Oh, okay. That explains why the bathroom was messed up in that in that other person's story, and why you found the object that you found. Well, and there are things that trickle down from that bathroom brawl, like yeah. that. That is not only involving the three people that were in the bathroom, the three people that find the bathroom, but there's actually two other people that see the fallout of that um, particular incident in their stories, completely away from the school. And so here's my favorite part is, um, you know, the, the guy was talking to his buddy, says he was, he was lost in the future. I'm like, well, I have to go play his story because surely I'll find out about what happened. No, you don't find out about those three days in his story at all. You actually have to go to a third character who is also stuck in the future. Non-linear storytelling. And they are the ones where you experience that particular story. So it's really cool about it. It's like, oh, well, if I play this character, I will get that story. Nope. I have to discard that preconceived notion. I'm going to find out about what happened during those three days in a completely different character's perspective. See, right, right now, I'm trying to chase Megumi's storyline because, of course, she's got the storyline with Fluffy, and I'm trying to find that out. And you know, the other thing that we're not talking about is that there's a certain point where stories get locked off and you have to go play other other characters and you have to go play other characters' stories or do some of the combat to unlock whoever's story you're trying to chase. So I've got to go play uh, June's story to get Megumi's unlocked because she's at 77% right now. You know, the whole thing with the stories is also kind of reminding me of Trauma Team because um, when yes. you play that... The, the stories sort of inter- interconnect, but if you go just down one person's list, it doesn't always make sense. You actually have to play them in certain orders, even though you don't have to. Well, I mean, all of these games are probably taking from, like, 428 Shibuya Scramble. It's like the initial, uh, <laughs> you know, the initial impetus for, for that kind of, like, storytelling. Because yeah. there's definitely a lot in this game. I think Trauma Team after- came before that one. Yeah, well, maybe. maybe. Trauma Team was we. We. DS, right? 
No, no, no. Oh, trauma no. Team. Oh, okay. Not Trauma Center. So there's right. like three Trauma Center games, and then the fourth one is Trauma Team. Well, then never mind. I thought there were four, because there were two on the DS. And then there was a remake of the first game on the Wii, and then there was oh, okay. Trauma Team, which was the fourth game. So they, three never, Trauma Centers, one Trauma Team. I never I really played any of the Trauma, trauma games. I really, really enjoyed Trauma Team. Trauma Team is by far my favorite of that particular series. But um, so, so that's the story bit. Uh, Josh, you were talking about the combat before the show. <laughs> oh man! So the combat, the other, you know, like like we said, the other half of the game is the combat, and it's kind of a mix of real time strategy. You know, it's real time strategy with pause is probably the best way to describe oh, hi, it. Anna. Hi. Not that kind of pause. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, it it's a lot like Growlancer, if anybody has played those games. where Just a little bit. Uh, y- yeah, it's one of those things where like you'll give one of your characters an order, and then they'll carry out that order, and then they basically have like a... Uh, uh, you know, like a cool down before they can do something else. Or if you tell them to move from one place to another, you know, it will take them a certain amount of time. And basically everything will still be going on in real time. The enemies will be moving and attacking. And, you know, whenever you, whenever one of the characters finally gets done, they're ready to do another action, it will pause the action. You can kind of sit there and decide at your leisure what you want to do in terms of combat. Um, the, 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 I've got a lot of issues with the combat. One, it's just like one, it's like ridiculously easy. <laughs> even yeah. playing it on, even playing it on normal difficulty, is just absolutely ridiculously easy so far. And I, I, I like it's one of those things where I've kind of been going back and forth. Like, okay, do I want to bump this up to hard to see if it's a little bit more enjoyable? But at the same time, there's lots of um, you unlock story benefits by doing well in the battles. So mm-hmm. you get little bits of the unlocks of the uh, the backstory and the, oh, I forget what they call that, the, the analysis. Mystery, files. mystery, yeah, the files. mystery files. So yeah, if you get an S rank on the battle and you do, you unlock the extra, um, the, uh, the like the bonus uh, requirements of the battle, you get more of these mystery files unlocked. So it's kind of like, like, I don't know that I want to go to the higher difficulties because I don't want to necessarily like, you know, miss out on that stuff. But the, the combat itself is nowhere near difficult enough to kind of maintain my interest. And then, like, the the graphics itself, like, is... Uh, oh, yeah, it, the combat really graphics sh- are kind of ugly. Kind of? I, I was <laughs> like, very I disappointed. It's For me, it's not just that it's ugly, it's that it's not functional either. You know, they, like they've created all the all of the maps are at least all the ones I've gotten to. I'm sure there may be some that are different. All of them are taking place in cities. So yes. you've got so you've got buildings everywhere and you have roadways in between them. Yeah. And your sentinels are split up into different types of sentinels. So you've got some that are like only land based sentinels. They can only do melee attacks so they can only attack enemies that are on the ground, but they do a lot of damage. So if you're facing like a really big, gigantic enemy that's on the ground, they're the ones you want to use. And then you've got a series of like three other different types of sentinels that are based between like defense and long range. And then another one that's kind of designed for attacking like uh, some of the flying kaiju that will come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for, for reference, 
Um, Generation one is ground-based melee. Generation two is um, defense. All around. I think they're called all around, but yeah. Yeah, but they're defensive. Their big thing is they put down... um, um, Shields. Shields and turrets. Yep. So, like, they're they're base builders, basically. And those turrets are OP. They are crazy. Yeah, like, as soon as you can bump those up to plus eight, do so. And there's even one of the pilots that their um, passive ability that you can unlock um, allows them to drop two turrets at a time. So pump them. Generation three is all long distance attacks. And they're hybrid. Some of them attack um, ground. Some of them attack air. Some of them are armor piercing. Some of them have like huge AOEs. And then uh-huh. Gen four is, is movement based. So they fly. They're they're not limited by the roads. And a lot of their abilities, um, particularly for that one girl, they um, gain power the more the character moves prior to attacking. Yeah. The one girl, is that the delinquent character? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the badass girl? Yeah. Yeah, because she can wreck stuff <laughs> in she, combat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch up her, um, not leap attack. Uh, there's one thing that she can do that's a armor piercing attack, and you get oh, a passive okay. that pumps uh, it up depending on how much she moves before she attacks. And so, like, I just sent her flying around the field wrecking face. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is that I, I'm playing on baby mode, obviously, but I'm afraid that there's going to be a difficulty spike at some point to where I'm going to get punished for not building my characters correctly. Um, there, yes and no. So, what will eventually happen is you will unlock all of the mystery files, mm-hmm. and all of your mister excess mystery points will get converted into. Um, what are they called? Mem- chips. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, there is a point you will get to, like, eighty percent of the way through the combat, where all of a sudden you will have like a billion chips. Okay. So, At least you did on the easier difficulties. Yes, and I mean, remember that you can replay maps as much as you want, yeah, and you'll gain that- chips. Yeah. Um. So invest in the chips modifier early. Okay. Because that first wave I replayed a couple of times just to um, get all the special objectives yes. completed for the mystery points. Yep. Same. But um, Yeah, the combat, when I first saw the combat map, it was like, wow, somebody looked at the Persona 1 world map and thought that was a good idea for a combat <laughs> system. The, the thing that gets me, okay, this game, your, your, your main characters are all supposed to be in giant mecha fighting these aliens, and what do they give you on the map? They're just like these little glowing dots, basically. And you're like, mm-hmm. really? Really? And uh, all, of, I just, all of the animation I spent, like, budget. The animations, <laughs> yeah. All the animation budget clearly went into the, car- the, story, the story Well, character. no, if you highlight an attack, it shows you an animation video of what that attack should look like in theory. Yeah. Okay. Feels like they ran out of time to actually implement those. Oh, so it's like Evangelion yeah. now. Even more like yeah. Evangelion now. Yes, it. <laughs> the crazy thing is, is this game spent forever in development hell. They've been working on this for like five years now, six even. Um, it's been, it's been in Rain development Kingdom for quite some out. time. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kills me, and what I wanted to ask you guys, did this game even need combat? No. 
No. I think it would be better as just a visual novel. That's the thing. I don't yeah. think the combat adds anything. To I mean, I, it's a nice break from all of the story because some of the stories do get super heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, as an as a way to like take a deep breath and kind of step away from that, I I think it serves its purpose. But I also think it's basic as hell. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not a visual novel person, but I find myself more looking forward to the visual novel parts of the game more than the combat. Yeah, I mean, what I started doing is I started doing one or two combats for every two or three story sections, and I found that if I didn't wait for the combat to be required, I resented it a lot less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that first... That first go go through for me, I was like, I played every character to the point to where I could not move them anymore, with the exception of maybe UFO Girl, because I unlocked her story by doing someone else's story. But it's like, okay, this is a good stopping point to go do combat. And then spent a whole day doing the combat stuff, and it was like, truth be told, I'm not sure how much this game needs it. And I didn't know if you guys felt the same way. And I, I feel bad saying that, because I do find the combat to be fun. It just feels like a completely separate game. Yes. Yeah, there's definitely a disconnect between combat. It does get better as you start to understand why the combat's happening and, mm-hmm. like, the, the tricksy stuff that's kind of going on behind the scenes, like what's causing the combat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah, you, you do start to kind of get into it more the further you go. Um, but, yeah, I, I would say force yourself air quote, force yourself um, to do at least one or two combat chunks for every two or three storyline pieces that you do. Okay. And I think you will find that the pacing is going to feel better. But, but once again, like, I don't, I'm not sure the combat is even as well done as like growl answer from, you know, whatever, 10, 15 years ago. No, (laughs) it's kind of the sad thing. No, I mean, it's fine. It's the weakest it, part of the game. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. It's not terrible. It's just like it doesn't really have a reason to be there. Yeah. It feels very tacked on. Yep. But but like yeah. I said, like it'd be one thing if this game had come out, you know, like it'd been a normal dev cycle, like okay, whatever. But this one's been in development heck for quite some time. They had to bring. I mean, that was originally this was just a vanillaware game, and then they couldn't get it developed and then they had to bring in atlas to you know work on it with them to finish it yeah. and there are times when you like you're playing the combat and you're just like well where did that all that development go into mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't go into the combat <laughs> also it's kind of weird to see like this high fantasy vanillaware style of graphics in a very modern setting to me that was just super weird for a little while i don't I wouldn't call it high fantasy, unless you're saying that... Oh, <laughs> To me, it just looks like an anime. Can I point out, there's a scene where the lady's running down the street with a piece of toast in her mouth. Yes. Yeah, I tweeted yeah. about that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't Very important. Can't anime without yep. that. <laughs> it's a law in Japan. You can't do it, Chris. Required by law. If you got kids going to school, they got to be running with toast in yeah, their mouth. Yeah, my favorite is, like, when she falls over, she accidentally upskirts the guy that she runs into. So he's like, are you okay? And she screams and covers her panties. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're fine. <laughs> also, this game makes me want to try Yakisoba Pawn. <laughs> the 
food of the gods. Yakisoba pawn. I've well, never had. Game. I've never had yakisoba pawn, and it sounds delicious the way he describes it. I don't know what it is about like bread in Japan that they they have it sweetened in a way that I just do not understand. It's noodles and a hot dog bun, Anna. Yes, but hot dog buns aren't sweet. Oh, Depends on the bun. I guess. Noodles and a hot dog bun. Oh, I think you've got pretty sweet buns. Oh, never mind. Sorry, never mind. <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that. Oh, we're banned on Twitch. <laughs> you mean we weren't already? Yeah, on Twitch. Well, I mean, we have naked people on the stream at some point. Sort right? of. Because we're showing right, Sentinels, 13, 13 Sentinels. Sentinels. I want to talk about the end of that game with people. <laughs> G- give me time. Ah. <laughs> Anna has not satisfied all my questions. so Because he's mad because not all the questions are answered, even by the end of the game. I also don't trust that you understood everything that was being shown to you because you. That's true. You do play while oh. doing other things. Um, honestly, <laughs> this I wasn't doing that much multitasking. Yes, you because... were because I kept having to tell you to press the B button. Keep oh, going. Well, yeah. Yeah. I um, mean, I was multitasking a very small amount because I was playing this while I was working. So, yeah, d- disclaimer, if you're a multitasker, you have to pay attention to this game. So put put your phone away, put all distractions away I mean, when playing it. Um, don't play with a cat on your lap so that you'll fall asleep. <laughs> so, so basically, what I'm getting is, this is like a combination of Trauma Team, Radiant Historia, and Xenogears. Yeah. Yep. Yes. There you go. Though little, I think the story's better in. fleshed out than Xenogears, actually. I mean, oh, yeah. so well, here's they, here's the fun they part. They actually is. worked on it. Yes. <laughs> At no, some point. The guys who made Xenogears. I love Xenogears, but, you know, they kind of got screwed over. Yeah. I know. I know. The, the fun part is going to be at some point. Kelly and Josh and I are going to have to have, we, we get to play this fun game in like the middle of the storyline, which is who's the android and who isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spoilers. It's not really a spoiler. There's Comes an out. android. Well, no, there's more than one android. Mess- there's, there's some androids. <laughs> we'll talk it's later. Bad enough, <laughs> it's bad enough I wanted to message you the other night, but it was too late and to say, oh my God, she named the wall. oh my gosh he named it (laughs) if you have context for that that is freaking hilarious I laughed out loud oh Miwako is adorable alright she's the ditz Yes, I love her when she panics she pulls on her ponytails and it is the best thing ever All right, we should probably move on to the next game, which is... That's been 30 minutes. <laughs> Ease Origin. I've been playing that, too. I you guys already it. played that, like, when it came out the first time. No. Yeah, but it's fresh in my head now. We we both played it on the Vita, so that's at least two years ago. Yeah. Uh, who so, knows? Are you playing the guy or the girl this time? So, I played the girl for the review, and I'm going back through and playing the guy. Um, I'm playing the guy um, Hugo Fact with his Eyes of Fact, which is basically his uh, uh, options from a gr- Gradius game. That's what it looks <laughs> nice. like when he's like running around shooting stuff. <laughs> yeah, so um, to kind of explain, 
there are three characters in E's origin. And so you sort of get a, a chunk of the story playing each of them. And so originally when you start up the game, you can either play as Unica, who is um, a mid-range fighter um, with an axe and a big sword, um, but no magic. Or you can play as Hugo, who is a long-range magic user. And so like, the way that each of them play is really different. Either, even though they're going through the same tower and they're getting the same sort of abilities, even though the abilities manifest in different ways. Mm-hmm. Once you've played both of those characters and beaten the game with them, you then unlock a third character known as Mr. Claw. And I won't tell you who he is, but he is relevant to the story. Yeah, I'm going to try and play through with all three characters this time just to get to Mr. Claw. But playing as Hugo feels like a shoot 'em up. In, in good ways and bad. So I would say if you're new to Ease and or, and or if you've never played Origin before, start with Hugo. I, I really feel like he is the much easier character. See, I feel like if you're used to the Ease series as a whole, the um, Unica is the better character to start with because she plays I feel like, like this Adol. game doesn't look yes. that hard and it doesn't matter which one you use. So, I mean, bear in mind that you watch me play on on easy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's actually an even easier difficulty. Ooh, I boss. just haven't unlocked it. Ooh. This boss That's has bullet hell cool elements. Yeah, so yeah. Um, it's weird because the boss design in this game is really good, but the boss implementation is kind of terrible. Yeah, I struggled pretty hard on that second boss with Hugo just because I felt like I wasn't doing any damage at all to the guy. Yeah, and so that basically what you have, well, not what you have to, but basically what the game sort of starts to direct you towards is using charged up special abilities. So like most of the bosses require kiting of some kind, even with the melee characters. And so like, one of the things that I started to do with Unica in particular was I would just run around while I charged up a fire attack and then I shot off the fire attack and then I ran around while I charged up another one. Apparently that's what the person in the uh, video that's playing was doing too, just running around the monster, charging up and then beating them in the face. Yeah, so the the monsters that he was showing on stream are, are super armored monsters and particularly if something is glowing red it's also more challenging than the normal version of that monster and once you beat it something's going to unlock have and you it's usually trouble- progression in some kind my, my bad i didn't realize you weren't done did have you had trouble with hugo's uh power shot where you have to like fire just as you stop yeah so one of the things that the game lets you do is if you stop moving and then immediately attack it does some sort of power up, powered up ability. and But the thing is, is I, I personally find it really hard to reliably get those powered up attacks. So for me, they're kind of like uh, icing on the cake. And they are definitely, for me, much easier to do on Hugo than they were to do on um, Unica. Okay, because I am having such trouble trying to get them done to do on Hugo. Yeah, so I actually find <laughs> I'm the I'm the opposite. Um, I I think I find them easier to do on Hugo because I'm constantly moving with him, whereas mm-hmm. Unica tends to be a little bit more stationary when she attacks. 
So I know that they call her a mid-range character and you're supposed to be juking and driving in and out of enemies. And I do that to some extent. I do that like spinner. I, actually, the video that we're showing on stream right now is exactly how I end up doing a lot of this stuff where I'm juking around the enemies. Mm-hmm. But I'm never, I'm not like moving a little bit, moving forward, moving a little bit, stopping, moving forward. And so like my pattern of attacks with Unica just don't lead to the thing that I need to get those powered up attacks on Unica. Whereas with Hugo, that is definitely what I am doing. And so I get them all the time. The other thing too, is that with Hugo, I actually have a Hori, um, one of those Hori controllers that you can do rapid fire. So I just mapped his attack to rapid fire and just hold down the button. (laughs) <laughs> Once again, making him feel more like a shoot 'em up than an actual uh, RPG. Well, the E series has always been a little more actiony, anyways. So yeah, yeah. It just he clearly wasn't designed to be doing magic like that. But to me, it's more fun that way. Is this game like a PlayStation One game and doesn't so, hold up anymore? <laughs> it was originally a PC game in two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah. And then it got ported to, and then it got translated and localized by Xseed in like 2012 or 2013. Uh-huh. And then .emu bought the localization from um, Xseed. And, and they put it cool. out on PS4, Xbox One, and Vita. Sorry. They, they did that in the opposite order. PS4, Vita, and Xbox. And now they're putting it out on Switch. So it's not like it's bad, but at this point it is seriously showing its age. Is, it, and it, is this good? This looks Yeah, it's a dumb. really awesome game. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, it's, it's one of those games that if it clicks for you, it is a ton of fun. All right. Mm-hmm. But... It's, it's, uh, and and I think it's really accessible as a first ease game. And now I'm going to yeah. stop kidding, cutting off Kelly. Sorry. No, I'm being stuttery it's 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 looks like it's using the oath and felgana engine it is it it's is. the last I game that they same. made in the oath and felgana engine oh okay yeah that's what i thought so if you like oath and felgana you'll probably you know enjoy origins as well also yeah, that oath, style of these game i'm realizing watching these videos on the stream and you could join us every saturday at 9 a.m noon eastern at uh where we communally watch YouTube videos. Where we videos. communally <laughs> watch YouTube videos. Um, that I I play with gore completely off, and I'm really glad of that choice because it's oh, kind I of gross. gore. I don't see any gore. Okay. Oh, those maybe- slight bl- red blotches. Who cares? Yeah. That's I mean, not even on no, gore no, mode. I yeah, bet. this That's is this normal. is mild. This yeah. is probably mild. So yeah, in gore mode, they like kind of get a little chunky when you blast them. Oh boy. Yeah, little bits of them fall off. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Mortal Kombat gore or anything, but they are definitely in a blender. Oh, there's me a thought, like at all, uh, you know, like decapitating and taking the <laughs> oh goodness thing well, off. Of- there we well, go. There's well, there's the no at all in this game. No, well, that's seven hundred years before he was game. born. I, I I don't believe this is an ease game because I asked Anna a few series of screening questions to say, all right, how to tell if you have an ease game. I asked Anna. Did your character um, experience a shipwreck before they got to this tower? She said no. <laughs> said, did they lose their memory? She said no. Is is there a shipwreck? Is there um, 
does a ship crash into the tower? She said, no. I said, okay, does an airship crash into the tower? She's like, no. I'm like, Anna, come on. We've got to have something. She's like, well, there's levels of the tower that are filled with water. It's like, okay, are there ships in there? No. No. (laughs) Are there wrecks of ships in there? No. I don't think this is an ease game. It doesn't qualify. Chris, it's a prequel. Oh, okay. At the end of the game, do you get on a ship to go crash somewhere? No. Then it's not a prequel to an ease game. Done. <laughs> Proven. Do they foreshadow Adol like a baby Adol in the ending? It's been no. Do they it's just okay. have a ship in the background you can well, see sinking? They they sort of they sort of um, hint rather broadly at um, ease one and two in general. In yeah. that. Um, the goddesses do say, uh, when, when they are needed, they will be resurrected. Okay. And, and also the fact that the, one of the main characters name is fact. Yes. And when, and when a hero is needed, one will be born. Well, the, what are you? <laughs> and then poor, and poor Adol has to go through how many journeys? A lot. And I mean, remember that by the time uh, it's, uh, a game is is about adults things all of the ease games are told from the perspective of someone who's been reading his diaries right yeah that that's the all of them are just most he's of them. written this stuff after the fact and they're reading it basically. so basically geriatric adults there writing his memoirs and then you have someone like thousand years later reading his books and you're pl- and you're doing those adventures for him man yes. that is a shitty life yeah well, my, my pet theory has always been that, you know, he's always got a, a woman in all of these games. And my pet theory has always been that Adol is like a deadbeat dad. <laughs> and goes off on another adventure after he's, you know, knocked up some woman. So in the games point. are just all the kids coming together and being like, what was our father? And then... <laughs> Actually, that's a that's a cool. Who concept. was our daddy? So but then it sounds like he's a pretty good guy, according to his own memoirs. So. Mental note, never get on a boat with dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Wait, um, how could he have memoirs? He forgets his memory all the time. He maybe remembers Dogie eventually. Writes it for him. Okay. Oh, Dogie writes them for him. Oh. After crashing through a wall. <laughs> that only happens. Oh, is he the Kool Aid Man? More or than once, actually. <laughs> Yeah, they they work oh, yeah. somehow. He crashed. He tries to crash through a wall. All right. Every time Chris's they fan bring him fiction in. is just going crazy right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. What's sad is we don't know if it's actually fan fiction or fan fact at that point. If I told you this all happens fan as fact. a subplot inside Thirteen Sentinels, you couldn't deny it. <laughs> <laughs> no. What if it's a fantasy novel that one of the Trails characters wrote? Sure. Whatever. I'll buy it. Funny. All right. Get that Falcon verse going. Mm-hmm. I so. I think that's everything that I have been playing. Anything that you've been playing besides those two, Kelly? Um, just a little bit of Mario 35. I booted that up um, the, when it came out and played through a little bit of it and like got number one on my third try. Um, basically all you have to do is just get to, to get number one is just try to get a fire flower and stay alive. Um, you guys take it. You guys didn't touch Mario 35. No, no. not yet. It's not my kind so, of So 
in Mario 35, it's it's the original Super Mario Brothers, but you're on a timer and you're playing with like 35 other people. Are there 99 and other we, Marios and you all parachute onto an island and have a battle royale? Is it sort of, but not really. It's only 35. Um, yeah. You, Chris uh, wants there to be a tower or a ship in this also, I think. Yeah, I think. Mm. Yeah. But no, you, um, you're going through the game and when you kill enemies, they you show up that in flag other people's pulse? screens. You can go there. <laughs> So, so when you kill enemies, they go into other people's screens, and the idea is just to survive the longest. And as you're killing enemies, you get more time on your timer. So when you run out of time, you're out. When you die, you're out. And you also you get more time if you pick up power-ups, too. Yeah. So my strategy, like I said, was to just get a fire flower and just mow down enemies. And... It gets pretty intense when you get down to five people because, you know, there's only five people, so enemies are just ending up in your screen like crazy. And that match that I won, it was between me and another guy, and I ended up in the bridge level with the cheap cheeps. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you do is every 20 coins, you get a little um, question block lottery where all you have to do is just, like, press the Y button and it'll give you a random power-up. So at that point, I had, like, 70 coins, and I'm running through this cheap, cheap level trying not to die, and I'm just mashing the Y button, and I kept getting mushrooms. And then the very second that I got a Starman, um, I won. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And there's, like, levels. I mean, you, like, actually level up as you're playing. I honestly don't know... Uh, what the levels do other than unlock avatars. That, uh, this is actually the video I watched last night at, at work um, in between phone calls was uh, Grand Pooh Bear playing it. Yeah. And, like, when you get a bunch of enemies on screen, depending on the level, it gets pretty crazy. And from what I was told, like one of the better levels to get to attack other players is one of the water levels so that you can... Um, send bloopers into people's levels and since bloopers have so like such a sporadic pattern they really mess people up especially in stages like the um, mushroom flower ones where there's a lot of aerial stuff so i'm i'm actually pretty impressed at kind of the strategy involved in this game so can you actually like speed run the game and finish like the end of the game before the end of one of these rounds no. no, because every level you go to is completely random. Okay. Like some t- like I ended up in one two a lot. I ended up in like two one, and as you unlock more levels, you can start on any course you want. Um, I haven't gotten far enough to like lo- unlock a whole lot. Um, I want to see like what other kind of I, w- I want to see if you could actually could go through the entire game, but I highly doubt. That happens. Sending multiple Bowsers over can also be a very dangerous thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm surprised at how much fun I was having with it. Um, the, the only sucky thing is that it defaults the controls to the D-pad. Shouldn't it? Um, I'm used to playing with the analog stick. Oof, my no. I, my hands just like naturally go to the analog stick, and you have to like pick either D-pad or analog controls. You can't do both, which to me is stupid. That is kind of weird that you can't do both. Yeah, but um, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't know if I'm gonna 
like play it for too long. I mean, unless you do like te- the Tetris ninety nine uh, level skins or something. Yeah, I was gonna ask. Do they have like skins and stuff that unlocks? Yeah. yeah thus far, I've only seen avatars, but it's a, a fun little distraction. It's, hmm. it's a lot funner than I thought it was gonna be. Put it that way. Oh yeah, and that's. See, I didn't notice that watching the warp zone. Um, when I was trying to go to the warp zone at the end of one two, it was like only giving me one 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 two and one three. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if it's random every time. It looks like it, it is. Yeah. From what I watched of this very, I'm not video. seeing any later um, levels. Do they not have them in the game? Is it only I'm early not sure. levels? Okay. Because I don't see any lack of twos would... and stuff. You know. Yeah, the only the furthest I've seen is There's like two, three. twos. Hmm. All right. I'm surprised you didn't pick this up to try it, Chris. I, it's free. I didn't hear about it till yesterday. I didn't oh. really realize it was happening. I was wondering why I was seeing tweets about people complaining about young people complaining about old Mario. I'm like, <laughs> why is that a thing all of a sudden? Now I know. Like, like <laughs> why can't Mario go right or yeah, left? Why, why can't Mario crawl? <laughs> It's like, why does this control so bad? <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> and now I know. Yeah, like, Mario oh. does kind of control like a wet potato <laughs> in older games. Well, that was the thing. He was, this is like the control in this game was the thing. Like compared to other games, this was, this was a new level of platforming control. This was a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm I'm just so used to Sonic, where he has more precision controls and can uh, doesn't have quite the momentum. Mm. Believe it or not, which is weird to say for Sonic, but yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And the thing about this is, like, you go and play Mario Maker, and then you play this. It's like, wait, this isn't how Mario controls in these levels in Mario Maker. Like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, not only that, Mario control. Like, I played Mario World the most, and he, uh, to me, he controls better in Mario World. Oh yeah, he does. And I think they use the Mario World or the new Super Mario Brothers physics for the Mario Maker levels. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's very different than old Mario. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, there's a, p- a jump in this where in Mario 1, you're actually able to, it's in one of uh, World 2 Bowser's castle, and you're able to jump from the question block over all of the lava. And in actually in this version, you can't do that. It's just, it's you can't get enough momentum to actually make that jump. Oh, in, in this one? In 35? So it's not in the 35, same. 35, yeah. Oh. Grand Pooh Bear dies like twice to doing that. Okay, so this and has different physics too, or something. It, mostly, it's still it's actually still very uh, vanilla Mario Mario physics, but there are just a few minor areas. Interesting. All right, what did I play this week? We should probably cover that. Um, I'm I'm done. By the way, yeah, I figured. Yeah, I played. Um, a little bit of Hades. That's a really good game, and I highly recommend it. And if you're into roguelikes at all, especially action roguelikes or pretty much anything Supergiant makes, you should play it. It's amazing. All the dialogue is awesome. Um, and the way that you play that game, and there's just... When I die to something three times in a row, and the dialogue changes again, pointing out that, yeah, I recognize you died to it. Not once, not twice, but thrice. <laughs> and I have unique dialogue for this, like... 
gosh, that game has so much content. Yeah, one of my uh, co-workers has had picked it up, and she, and she's like, yeah, I don't usually play roguelikes, and she's been really enjoying the game. So that's that speaks a lot when someone who doesn't play a particular genre is playing something and still is having a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, also, I, I picked up Ro- uh, Star Wars Squadrons last night. I, I only got through the prologue and then jumped into a multiplayer match and got my butt kicked. Um, but yeah, that's if you like X-Wing TIE Fighter games, uh, you should check it out, see if that scratches the itch for you. Uh, obviously, uh, this is a much more modern game, so it's going to feel a little different. Um, the story definitely feels a lot more accessible and easy than the older games did. Um, but that also means you're not spending like 20 minutes spinning in a circle trying to locate your target like you used to. So it's a little bit better in that regard. So <laughs> it's nice to have modern UI. Um, I'm looking forward to more time with that um, and, you know, just hearing Star Wars music blasting in the air while I blow stuff up in a TIE fighter. So um, my expectation, my uh, requirement's not very high for enjoyment on that game. Um, so it should should be pretty easy to, to satisfy them. I, I was never able to finish the training levels in X-Wing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, if you'll you'll have no trouble with the training levels here. <laughs> They're very easy. The um that's all for me. Pascal, what have you been up to? Oh man, um you know, I, I feel like I, I want to be able to say thirteen sentinels after listening to all the listening to all of that earlier. One day, maybe. So not that, unfortunately. Uh, speaking of uh, playing a genre you don't normally play, so what I've been playing a little bit for the past two weeks is, um, I guess, the quote-unquote new wizardry game. I, I'm not quote sure unquote how new it is. Quote-unquote new, huh? Yeah. A couple of, I think a couple of months at least. Uh, uh, so did uh, you draw man. the short end of the stick on this one? Okay, no. <laughs> um <laughs> There's a little bit more to it than that. I tr- so this was a, a, a review code that was sent to us, and I tried very hard to pass the stick on to others <laughs> um, for a long time. And I had numerous conversations with other staff members who Anna, are interested. did they try to talk you into playing Wizardry? Did Pascal try to talk you into playing Wizardry at some point? Yeah, okay. <laughs> she says, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't even remember talking to Anna about it. Um, but oh, she be. probably watched you talking to someone else and counted that and noped out. <laughs> <laughs> there were some other people. Um, and I couldn't get a commitment out of anybody. <laughs> so, what a shock. Um, I'm shocked. Right, so it's a, it's a first-person dungeon crawler. Not, not it's a sci-fi series. That's my favorite part of Wizardry. It's actually sci-fi. They have spaceships. Are you sure you're not confusing it with Ultima? No. Yes. What's the right answer? Because Ultima <laughs> had... I don't know. Ultima had um, spaceships. It's a science fiction. Okay. Well, it isn't so far. and Most of them take nothing... place on one world, so they don't have any of that sci-fi. Great. It's a sci-fi game that does... Wait a mm-hmm. minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. And is, are they normally set on, like, medieval they, It's normally... Well, yeah, like, it's all normally... Med- like, at some point, like, Wizardry 4 or 8 or some point, it's like, it starts out, you're in space, and there's, like, spaceships and stuff, and then you land on a planet, and it's like, oh, no, back to dungeon crawling. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes. so the setting is sci-fi, but really, it doesn't matter. <laughs> My favorite kind of sci-fi, the, what, that, the one that doesn't even know it's a sci-fi and yeah. doesn't clue you in. Yeah. 
All right. So yeah, so it's a first-person dungeon crawler, and um, I can count on one hand the number of times I've played one of those. So I really, really try to pass this off. And so this is before, because recently um, we've had a, a massive um, hiring, uh, well, massive hiring activity on the site, including a bunch of new reviewers. But all of this is before that. So what I was going to say, point, even with that, you couldn't get yeah, someone else to no. play Wizardry? <laughs> So I ended up um, redeeming the code, knowing that I was just going to go ahead and like bite the bullet, right? And by the way, none of this is to even talk about the quality yet. Just this was just kind of like, like my, my my preconceived notions of it. And um, so the game was downloaded on my PC and just kind of sitting there waiting for me to get to finishing other stuff to get to it. And that's when we hired all our reviewers. Of course, now the code is no longer uh, available. So um, yeah, so that's why I am now playing it. Or at least in short bursts. So my first outing at it was, um, well, I wiped out against level one enemies, mm-hmm. and I was about ready to just um, just buy it for somebody to please, not please, <laughs> I, was, I was about to um, strong arm somebody into doing it instead. Um, it's very, hmm, so I mean, it's, it's new, but it's, the, the design has not evolved, I guess, since whenever the series began, I couldn't even tell you. I don't. I haven't done any research on this. Um, it's been a long-running series, right? I, I'm aware of that. There are many uh, numbered entries, but uh, so I don't know the exact age. But it, it does still feel like that. Like, um, for example, there's no. Well, it doesn't explain to you how to do anything other than um, how to like use the arrow keys to walk around. So I, I couldn't. I had to watch a YouTube video just to uh, just to be able to open my map in the dungeon and know how and orient myself. None of that, um, the game explained. So well, you're, some, you're just lucky there's even a map, you, you know, like I'm surprised oh. that they don't make you draw your own. <laughs> My mom did that on graph paper for the original final dungeon of legend of Zelda. I yes. did that when I was a kid. I just yeah, don't want to yeah. do it anymore. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, these are, um, the, okay. So I have it actually running right now cause I'm grinding as we're recording. Um, it's a 19 by every floor is a 19 by 19 grid. And, uh, right. I'm already on the third floor of the first dungeon. The game starts you off with, uh, three dungeons available, like within the first few minutes. So not, yeah, I'm, I'm not gridding all of that out. No, thank you. <laughs> what? So have you been spoiled by Etrian Odyssey? Well, I haven't played that ever, so oh, no. okay. <laughs> like, like I said, I, I don't play first-person dungeon crawlers. All right. You know what? This is probably the reason why. Yeah, this, if this is your first-person dungeon crawler, this is like your trial by fire. Yeah, it's it's not the first one, but um, I, I, I've played enough. Uh, what was the one I, uh, I, I reviewed? Co- Coven of Dusk. Oh, yeah, um, that one. There's more to the title. I can't, uh, whatever the rest of it is. So, no, anyway, one. The, yeah, so I knew enough to know that I didn't really want to be the one to get into this. Also, to give the game a fair chance, like um, being reviewed by somebody who doesn't enjoy this kind of genre all that much, probably not that great. But anyway, there you have it. I'm playing it. And uh, after after my level one party wipe, <laughs> um, I went ahead and watched some YouTube videos, and now I'm, uh, I-, I can at least stand a chance. Like I know basics, like how to heal and how to, how to open the map. So surprisingly, with those with that knowledge, it is at least playable. Do you have to do I'd really in-depth character creation still? Um, well, you do have to create your characters. It, it doesn't seem that in-depth. Do you to have me. to allocate a bunch of points and skills? So you don't yeah, know how you they'll impact you. Point. 
Yes. Okay. And if but, you do it wrong, it's going to curse you and you'll never be able to finish the game? Yeah, so it's not really in-depth as it is more like random guessing, guesswork, right? Can you make cat <laughs> uh, people? Is that still Chris talking? It with, I said you're getting <laughs> all the questions thrown. Confusing it with class of heroes. Chris. No, I'm I'm looking at Wizardry Seven. You can make cat people in it. I want to know if Wizardry Eight you can still make cat. Uh, people. Not that I've seen. No. All right. So they're all humanoid. Yeah. Well, here's here's number. I'm looking at the opening of Wizardry Seven. You literally a dude teleports in. He's got a freaking computer brain. There is sci-fi and wizardry. I knew it. Right, that's all I was validating. Sorry to distract you. Yeah. So it's just. Um. I, I think I've been. I've spent about five or six hours on it now, and it's just been purely five or six hours of grinding. Nothing other than just grinding. I don't know how to advance the story. I'm not even sure what the story wants me to do, what my objective is. You're not even know. sure there is a story, are you? <sighs> no. <laughs> but but you know what I did look up? And this this is just the, the final thing I'll say on it. I looked it up on uh, how long to beat mm-hmm. <laughs> before I started. Uh oh! Just, just so I knew how long what kind of torture. Um, I, I think it estimates fifty-five to sixty hours. <laughs> oh joy! That's well, not the worst. It could be worse oh, than no. that. Uh, I bet you it's longer if you don't get out the graph paper, though, Pascal. So <laughs> I would suggest getting the graph paper. So don't don't do that. If you have two monitors, just get yourself an Excel spreadsheet. Ooh! I don't know if that's Modern actually faster. Way. Help me. I bet you there's like graphing web apps for games like this. Yeah, well, it does have a map. I, I didn't think it did, but it does. Look at this giant spaceship in the beginning of seven. It's got a brain in my the middle of it. My wife and I have my wife and I have a license to dungeon graphs, so I, I could probably recreate in that. There you go. I'm say, are you sure you're not going to get banned from Twitch looking at that spaceship? Chris? Yeah, that's very a little Geiger. Yeah. <laughs> well, look at these. Uh, well, look at these guards next to this guy. They got a little tentacle mouth. <laughs> what is this? I don't Somebody, have fun things like that in my wizardry. Yeah, your wizardry doesn't have the sci-fi. They took the sci-fi out of the sci-fi game, I'm telling you. So is it like standard? So this is, what are you playing? What game are you playing? So the one I'm playing is Labyrinth Wizard- of Lost Souls. What number wizardry is it? It doesn't have a number attached to it. <sighs> this was, was this the one that they released in like 2012 on the PS3 initially? Uh, it sounds like me. You're asking the wrong person. We are yeah, asking you, and we recognize new. we're asking this... the wrong person. <laughs> I'm only the one playing it. Don't ask me for information. I think this is actually new. It was actually oh. just came out. Right. You wouldn't hey. know it to look at it. No. Was this kickstarted or something? No. They they sell oh. in Japan. It's it's kept going in Japan for eons. yeah. That's. I, th- I think JC's mentioned this uh, or fi- uh, a yes, few times. Where that's who I was the, trying to get <laughs> to get to play it, <laughs> and the, because he had already purchased this came it, out. Indicating, and, all right, here we go. I've got a I got a wiki article, folks. PlayStation Three Japan, to, December 9, thousand nine. It was a PSN download title. Mm. Uh, it came to North America on June first, twenty eleven, which means we probably covered it on this show. <laughs> so is it just the PC release that's new then? I guess it finally iOS was 2011, Apple. Vita was 2015, Microsoft Windows January 15th, 2020. There you go. And 
Yeah. So you know what? You might have just given me a lifeline because if we already have coverage of it, yeah, you could bow out of done. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it something, but I'm not going 50, 60 hours. This was developed in the U.S. by Surtech. Oh, the original Wizardry was developed in the U.S. by Surtech. This one was kept alive in Japan by various developers since then. Um, let's see. Developed by Acquire. This was made by Acquire. All right. Sorry. There you go. I'm, I'm looking it up for you on the site right now. <laughs> and Yeah, kind of like how Ultima beget Dragon Quest. This pretty much beget um, like every first-person dungeon crawler Japan's ever given us. Uh, and it's it's very deep in 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 its I guess like um design ancient design philosophy. So enemies show up in rows, and you get to choose which row you're attacking, but not specifically which enemy in the row. So you just kind of have to uh, hope that the random number generator is in your favor. All right. So it's not only is this not the newest wizardry, here are the wizardries that have come out since this game came out: Wizardry Online Mobile, which was an MMO game on phone. So that's garbage. Wizardry Bokyaku no Isan, which was for the DS, only in Japan, I guess. Wizardry Tori Reshi Bore no Maki, which was on PS3, a retail release with um, some other stuff, Twin Pack. All right. Wizardry Zero, Tokyo Mekyo, Wizardry Zero, another mobile game, uh, card battle game, so throw that out. Wizardry Online came out in 2011. Um, even in New- North America. So was that an MMO, an actual MMO? Cause that, oh, Sony Online. So that's that's got to be gone. Yeah, it's discontinued. It was a free-to-play. Wizardry Senran no Mato, iPhone game, Android game, so forget that. Wizardry Schema, which was an iPhone game, Android game, service ended for that. And then finally, WizRogue, Labyrinth of Wizardry, came out for Android, PC, PC, Fourth Japanese spinoff to be officially translated to English. Avoided the traditional first-person elements of Wizardry in lieu of isometric roguelike system. Free-to-play. Yeah, that's gone, too. All right. So this is, unfortunately for you, Pascal, the most recent actual Wizardry-like Wizardry game. So it's still the most um, current. Sorry. <laughs> and not only have other games come out since, but there, there's been some that have come out and ended. I think all of those I listed have ended. <laughs> Except maybe like a couple of the like the DS one, I guess, and the PS3 and, one. And, and this one's gonna end me. And, uh, <laughs> and by the way, uh, so so Josh, Josh, just uh, check the the archive. We do not have coverage on this game. It was so good we didn't even review it back in 2011. <laughs> oh, we at least had a page for it. We got a page yeah, for everything. It doesn't mean that we have. <laughs> doesn't mean we have reviews. I know. Yeah. I think that'll be my title of the review. At least we have a page for it. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the, the PS3 one is um, technically a sequel to this one, more or less. Uh, or at least in spirit, like, same team or something. They they released it as a dual pack. So if you really want to complete, you need be complete, you need to find the Japanese version of um, Town of Imprisoned Spirits. I go. think there's better games he could complete than this. <laughs> I, I do think that um, that those who do love this style like will really like it. Like I've I've actually seen um, some other uh, comments and like opinions that people do love this game. Um, 
but you have to know what you're doing and you have to want this. Like this is very specific. Maybe the most specific thing I've ever played. Why is it specific? Because it's hard. No, yeah. No, um, and it's not even it's not even the it's not hard. It's obtuse for anybody that doesn't know what to expect. Like I haven't really encountered hard yet. So like, do do your characters grow old and die like they did in the first wizardry? No, you just. It's okay. So I mean, but again, notice. Remember that I'm I'm going off of a a handful of hours. But so far, it really just the point. Did you know your characters did that in the first wizardry? I knew that. (laughs) Isn't that delightful? You invest all this time your characters. They get old and start losing stats and and end up dying. (laughs) Although that was a thing back then. I mean, I remember that happening in uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons games too. Like, and you do lose stats when you level in this game too. You gain and and lose stats seemingly at random. Oh, good. Yeah, but it, it, the point of it really just seems to be to grind. So if you're if you want a game just for grinding, that's all it is so far anyway. Then you might like it. I mean, I, I try not to throw any game completely. I don't like under the, the font, bus, right? I think the font's terrible. Well, there is that. That's like the only negative it has. Is the font. Is the font. Everything <laughs> else is amazing. Yes. <laughs> So we've probably spent more time talking about it than I will um, later when I then write you, my Then article. you're going to play it before you review it? <laughs> so um, I've also, uh, well, so there's not much to say really about this, but I've also played a little bit more Kiwami too, which I talked about a couple weeks ago. That is a very good game. It is. And, and I've, far- I, I, what's that? How far along are you in it? Uh, so I was about, I, I think I was close to halfway last, last time I spoke and honestly not much further. Um, I think I've maybe done one or two more chapters, so I'm somewhere around chapter 10 ish or 11 ish, maybe uh, out of, I think 16 chapters, maybe. Okay. Have, have you fought tigers yet? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You've got to be getting close to that. That's probably the best part of the game. Okay. <laughs> You know, it's funny though. Um, the more I'm playing, so as good I, I loved Zero, um, the original Yakuza, but I only I played the Kiwami version, but it was it was really good. I really still liked it. I like Kiwami too. But as fun as those are, like um, it is all uh, Kamurocho and um, uh, Sotenbori. Yeah. Uh, so I am actually looking forward to the one that everybody says you can skip this one, which is Yakuza Three. Is that the <laughs> orphanage one? I, yes. I th- yeah, that's all I really know about it, and that you and I believe it's set elsewhere. Like you get at out least of at city. first well, it first, is. Yeah, the first part of the game, is the first I don't know, like six eight hours are in Okinawa, and then you go back to. Um, oh, I got Kemaru it. Chiro. Yeah. Well, either way, like I'm, I'm so excited about just that change of pace, and also yeah. maybe a little bit the change of pace, like narratively. I mean, I don't don't spoil it for me, but it just sounds like. Um, you're, you're opening up a, an orphanage. Like it sounds like it's got to go into a slightly different direction. And since everybody says it's the one you can kind of skip from a series standpoint, um, I figure it sounds a little bit like it's like a standalone story. And I, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I actually that was the one I got around to replaying last year out of the collection. I didn't get around to four and five, but I replayed three. And that one was yeah, that was the first Yakuza game I played. I, I jump actually jumped in with three without ever playing one and two, and like that game actually at least the story you you know you still see the rough edges. It was an early PS3 game, and you know the the uh, the remaster on uh, you know of three three five is not as uh, extensive as the Kiwami remasters yeah, yeah. are, where they really changed a lot under the hood. 
to improve them. So these are just more like, hey, we we got it to work on the PS4. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, yeah, I really like the story. It is quite a bit different. It's a, it's a different pace. It's a different take. It's not it's not a super long game either because yeah. you can play it in like twenty five hours or so. And yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Are I'm the Yakuza games, excited. in your guys' opinions, one that I should be trying to 100% and do every little thing possible, or should just oh, be no. going through God, the story? No. no, no. Like, you should, the way I tend to play those games, and the reason, the, the thing I like about them is, in terms of an open world game, is there is probably like two or 300 hours worth of crap in there if you want <laughs> to. You know, well, I mean, you know, like you can spend, you can spend 10 or 15 hours in the arcade easy, just like sitting there and playing the old Sega arcade oh, games. Yeah. I tried playing <laughs> Virtua Fighter for, for one of the side stories. You actually yeah. have to rank up to a certain match. Man, that was difficult. <laughs> so you can spend a ton of time doing that. But like the way I play those games now, is just like, okay, I play as much of the side stuff and, and whenever I start getting tired of it, it's just like, okay, let's just move on and mm-hmm. do the story and, and that's the good thing about those games is that it doesn't there's a lot of fun little nuggets on the side and it's entertaining but once you get tired of it like yeah you can just move on with the story and you're not it's not not a big deal so yeah. i like doing I all the side story i tell you what distracts me in these games is just how many random fights you get into just trying to walk to your next location yeah how do you like i want to turn that off no (laughs) yeah there's no way to turn it off but you can eventually like you'll you'll just get good at running away from them yeah if you just run you can just avoid most of them yeah i think you can actually just um if you just start a conversation with a um, an npc that's close to you then it also well at least in the one i'm playing now then it um it despawns anybody who was trying to be aggressive with you so i think the side stories actually in kiwami 2 are are far better even than what they had in the the previous Kiwami. Yeah. Well, they did that neat thing with like Zero and Kiwami and Six since they released those three in a row where they were actually, they went back in and added side stories that tied across those three games. Yeah, I've noticed a few of those. And I'm I'm trying to do the Hostess Club this time because it it hinted that there is an actual um, storyline attached to it. Yeah, yeah, there is. But no, I don't think you should. I mean, I I can't imagine one hundred percenting any of those. God no, I, anything, I don't think I've ever gotten above like fifty percent in that game or something like that. And, anything and that that's was like a great. Well, I don't mean learning how to play mahjong well. I'm just talking <laughs> about like, the easy stuff to to complete. You know, I would say any any side stories are worth it. Any of the little mm-hmm. missions, um, anything that's narrative, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Are you good at at urinating? <laughs> it's <laughs> a game that's a, ga- that's no, a thing actually, in this game what yeah, do you want from it's me? so weird that it's they implemented it as long and, and there's even like um you, you you see your bladder or wait it's not just your bladder your stomach fills up mm-hmm. there's a stomach meter that's also shaped like a stomach mm-hmm. when you consume food but i think i've only urinated once like when the when the game demanded that i do it okay so kiryu has been running around without without peeing for days now it's interesting i'm watching this video of kiwami 2 and it feels more like yakuza 0 did as far as presentation and and look of the game than it uses my that play, engine then then yeah, Yak- it's really good well i've been playing through kiwami 1 i watched a let's play of, of yakuza 0 then i've been playing through kiwami 1 but now looking at this video of kiwami 2 this is like oh that's the look of zero it feels like so it's like i don't know what that means but maybe it just means maybe Maybe it's the fact that it's always nighttime in Kamurocho and Kiwami 
one, but <laughs> maybe that's the the difference. But yeah, I don't know. I don't it know. Looks what I'm talking great. About. Yeah. Right. The only thing that bother has been bothering me, and it's it's only slightly less noticeable uh, now with uh, Kiwami Two because of the graphical up- upgrade, is that the characters all have these frostbitten sausage fingers. Like they <laughs> look so off-putting. They're really bad. Like yeah, they look like like dried dog turds. With a lot of games, where the hands, especially the fingers, just don't look right. Yeah, it's not that I want like lifelike movement in the fingers. It's just everything. I mean, facial and sometimes uh, the the character models look almost real. Like they look like photorealistic, and then you have these these fingers <laughs> just can't get over them. <laughs> yeah, they look like burnt dog turds. I don't know what else to describe them as. So the battle system in two looks better than one, is it? Oh yeah. Does it just have more oh, sure. finishers? Okay. Uh, well, one still has the um, four distinct fighting styles thing going, mm-hmm. and in two, well, hold on, I'm playing and I can't remember. <laughs> I think in two you don't have no, you don't have that. Um, I don't think so. It's no, been a while no. since I played it now too. Yeah, no, you don't. It's it's a little bit more streamlined. You just, um, but that also means it, it's it maybe a little bit more repetitive combat wise, but it's better. It does feel better. Okay, and um, the. Uh, the transitions in and out of combat, I think, are faster and a little bit smoother. Like, overall, it just feels less bothersome, combat does. And I think that the story... I I, I still think that 2 may have the best story of any of the Yakuza games. It's certainly the one with the best... The, you know, maybe the only really good bad guy. <laughs> I don't know. I know you said that before, and it, it really made me look forward to playing 2. And and Wait, wait, wait. I'm not knocking on it. Like I'm 100% enjoying it, but there's just it's just my personality, I guess. Like I really like that whole two brothers against each other thing that oh, the original okay. had, you know. Especially oh, but but here's the difference. I played Zero first and I don't think you did. Yeah. So for me, Kiryu and uh, Nishiki were already like in in Zero they really bonded together because they were on the same side and so that really hit me more when I played um 1. Yeah, with one that's all told off screen. Basically. I don't feel one earns the betrayal. Is my problem. Like after watching the playthrough of zero, I'm like, this feels really forced to make him a bad guy in one. Well, I don't. Th- hmm. It's got more of a. To me, he's not total bad guy. He's more. It's more. Um, that whole. I don't know how to. That dramatic. Mm. Um, me- kind of melodramatic. Tr- tragic kind of life that i mean it's been how many years like 10 or 15 years in between yeah he spent 10 years in prison no you you spent 10 years in prison the other dude's been out of prison and he's the one bitching and like being a bad guy like give me a break (laughs) but he also gets between the two of them he's always the he basically lives in in kiryu's shadow right Uh, whatever and he, he doesn't get the girl he wants i mean like so he he spends 10 years becoming this this bitter rival and boy i really enjoyed that i mean i loved it it sounds like old man jenkins has arrived (laughs) no that's my chair (laughs) that's that's my desk chair i'm sorry let me tell you about yakuza in my day In right, my well, day, yeah, we were go. on the PlayStation 2, and we had really bad English dubs. <laughs> we spent a lot of money for expensive actors. They did a poor job of directing it, and nobody and nobody bought it. So then they never did it again. The end. Where's my talent? 
So, that sounds like was... half the movies coming out these days. <laughs> I thought he uh, he maybe played Yakuza on an abacus back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's about the highlights of what I've been playing. All right, who's next? I think we I'm the only one. Oh, you, left. yeah, do yeah. it. Go for it. So. Uh, I mean, I've just been all over the place with gaming. Uh, I, I had this urge to play Omega Quintet. I have no idea why. Yeah, where'd um, that come from? <laughs> I I have no idea. I just it, it, I, I got it on sale on Steam a few weeks ago for pretty cheap, and just I, I mean, I enjoyed it when I played it on PS3. So I was like, okay, pick it up and. I was like, I want the true ending. So I actually spent a good portion of this week just grinding that out and uh, managed to do that last week uh, or last night, actually. or Yeah, last night. So, um, you know, and I will admit it. I mean, the Idea Factory game, Idea Factory compile hard games, they're not the they're not exactly mind blowing best games ever. But, no, <laughs> but, you know. If you want to at least, I mean, their biggest issue is they throw every single system they can think of into their games and just so much bloat in systems that it's easy to just overwhelm the player. And that, But Omega Quintet has a lot of systems, but it's much more contained than some of their really old, really old games like Augurist War. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's nothing worse when you're on hour twenty and you're still seeing tutorials for how to do new things. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like simple things; it's very complex. And that and that was and that's one thing with the Mega Quintet. Outside of the, um, there is one system that I haven't really delved very heavily into, but you don't need to to really play the game, which is the live concert mode during battles. But other than that, the systems. There's a lot of systems, but they're very contained systems. Um, so I, I got the true ending on that the, last night. Um, happy about that. Um, one revelation, not exactly surprised about in the game, but saw, definitely could see it coming. But um, as far as overall, though, I mean, I enjoy I enjoy games, and if for five bucks for it makes a decent JRPG. You know, is it is it mind-blowingly good? No, but at least I, you know, I can say I enjoyed my time with that game. How about how long was it? Um, you don't want to know my time because I leave my computer running twenty-four-seven. I probably and you don't exit the game. I assume. Uh, yeah, no, okay. I I don't tend to exit games unless they force me to exit or my computer resets or in one case this week my power went out. Oof. I was at work, so that didn't affect me. Um, as far as uh, other things, uh, I've got to add on one of my other games for mobile for Bistro Heroes. Bistro um, Heroes. Okay. It's. It's silly. It's it's um it's an energy based game. There's no gotcha involved. Uh, a lot of collecting stuff, but I mean it. The story for it, it does have a story, and it's slightly silly. Where you're a couple knights who get lost on a mission and end up starving, and half of 
um, pretty much you're going around beating things up to turn them into ingredients to make recipes for. And you sell those recipes to make the money so you can upgrade your units. Um, You said it's not a gotcha? It's not a gotcha. Let me try to sell you gems to get more energy. Um, that yeah, that's one way they do it. Um, you can also use the gems to um, try and buy things faster. You know, because there are like oh, costs cool for timers. the characters yeah. and stuff. But but the characters actually unlock via in-game story events, and so I, I find it amusing. It's 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 been a nice little romp that I can play on my phone. Uh, okay. Uh, King's Raid, which is another mobile game, uh, another non-gotcha mobile game, very in-depth story. In fact, there's an anime about to release for it. I think Funimation got the license to it. Um, so, um, I've been, I've been, I've been playing that off and on. Unfortunately, How's I'm that up to work? Point. Um, it's one of those, uh, it's sort of a hero collector game. So and it is then, a gotcha. No, it, it it's not a gotcha. Oh. It has some gotcha-like mechanics, but the heroes are not done by gotcha. You can oh. actually get heroes in one of two ways, which is grinding out enough gems to just straight-up purchase them, or actually there's a um, uh, in in the game where they actually randomly show up, and you can pick one to be like, hey, I'm going to try and friend you, and then spend days, really weeks, like... You know, increasing their likeness of you until you unlock them. Okay. So, but um, gear. Um, there are some of the gear systems to gear up your characters, though, are kind of gotcha-like. But um, the game has a lot of ways of trying to give you options to either um, cr- either create items to try and give you the weapons and armor, or um, or chest to give you the drops that allow you to create those weapons and armor. So there, there's a lot of... there. It's very system-heavy, very grindy, but you know, it's something I can easily, you know, at least for a couple... You know, because I'm at a point where it's just basically grind to increase units. You know, I can plug in, do, do my grind stuff, and then move on. And then... Last thing I, I play, I've been playing some Overwatch. I, you know, I I play it off and on. Uh, one of my friends is a streamer, so usually when I'm watching her, I end up playing it because, you know, she's way better than me, and I I just like to play it occasionally. Mm-hmm. Nothing spectacular about Overwatch. You know, I think everyone here pretty much knows what it is. Um, for those at home, it's who may not know, um, it's kind of a MOBA hero shooter game. Alrighty, I think that brings us to question of the week from last week. Yes. Alright. It was, what game could you play over and over again and not get bored? Um, Plenty M, surprise, surprise, he says that Dragon Quest Monsters 2 would be his forever game. Between hundreds of Dragon Quest monsters to breed and some of those breeding chains being tons of generations deep, there's always another monster to make, another party combination to try. The key system which allows for mixing and matching of a near infinite amount of procedurally generated worlds to explore is also something that would keep the game always fresh each playthrough. 
And then we have a, a response from Bobby Watson, who writes, I'm pretty sure there's only one game I could play every day and never get tired of, Tetris. Ah. I'm glad there's no way for me to know how many hours I've sunk into it, because that would make me question what I'm doing with my life. Bruh, same. <laughs> yeah, That's, that's yeah. my con. That, that was my addition. And then from Featherhoof, whenever I'm in a slump and need a game to go back into, I pop in Dragon's Dogma. I completed it three times on 360, once on PC, and twice on Switch, and I'm thinking about making that three times after watching after watching the first three or four episodes of the Netflix show, which I want to add, hasn't nearly been as gratuitous so far as was stated on last week's show. There was blood throughout and some exposed bouncy lady bits at the beginning of the latest episode I saw, but Goblin Slayer has more gore, sex, and nudity in the first 15 minutes of the first episode than the Dragon's Dogma show has so far. I, I don't know what Goblin Slayer is, but okay. I don't remember. So that was our feedback. Um, we've got uh, our uh, editorial content. Oh, and before I go move on from the feedback, you can write to us at rpgamer.com either by commenting on the show thread or t- um, adding us on Twitter. We have a Discord that we hang out in. All kinds of ways you can get a hold of us. Oh, and our Facebook community is pretty active now, too, thanks to Robert. I'm trying. So, some days it's a little harder than others because there's... Hey, we know, didn't say Robert's our new social media manager. Yay. Hello! So, so you can direct any social media complaints you want to him. He'll probably ignore you. Well, what else is social media for other than complaints? And ignoring. Yeah. I thought no, all I, the complaints I, went I, to I Wheels. Respond. I thought that was the... I oh, yeah. Was Wheels gets complaints. Yeah. He gets complaints in bad games that he thinks are good. Air. Right. Well, I, I'll, I'm being being the uh, community engagement specialist, as I call myself. Oh, you okay. Know, I'm I'm ex- I'm expecting some complaints. You know, it comes with the nature. You know, but at the same time, you know, there are certain limitations we have. I mean, you know, not just as you know, a fan site for you know a particular genre of video gaming, but also because. Mm-hmm. We all have lives, and I'm working 56 hours this week. (laughs) Um, Can we make a mark right here so that I can quick blow my nose before I start reading all this? Oh, sure. Let's do that. Uh, Well, while you do that, um, so we actually, uh, we haven't gone over what the new question this week is, and um, so Extra Life is coming up. Yes, it is. Event for gaming, so... We are taking suggestions for Uh-oh. what bad game Chris can play for extra life. Oh, is that what we decided was the question? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm screwed. Wizardry. <laughs> no. I'm, hey, we're not saying you have to play these games, Chris. Uh, no, that, nice well, what's the fun unless people force me to? You're like, if you donate, how do you donate? Oh, this is the so extra life has terrible, like, short links. Um, so check my social media for a link to at uh, Sabin1001 on Twitter, and you can see a link to my Extra Life page. Donate. Um, I guess just if you listen to this show, you can just suggest the bad games as part of this question of the week, and then uh, I guess I'll play them. You. By the way, what what actual weekend is November 7th? Okay, I'll make sure I have the weekend off just so that way I can cover things. Yeah. Trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, we need to put a link up on the site. Love to do that. Somebody who's 
good at site content can do that. I don't want to do it. Somebody who's good at internet. I have enough trouble just with the poll. (laughs) Well, for some reason, I don't have access to modify the widget. Yeah. Someone has to add you, probably. Uh, like, I can modify the actual website. I just can't modify the widget. I The site's weird. Mm-hmm. But it's better than the old one. That is I our tagline. <laughs> We're weird, but better than the better old one. Better than the old one. So, are we ready for editorials? Yeah, go for sure. it. Um, we have a Vaporian Lockdown review from Gabriel Malaclasia. Malaclasia. How do you pronounce his name? Malacasa. Gabriel Malacasa. Um, They seem to like it. Give it a 3.5 out of 5. Has a wide array of combat options. Atmosphere is spot on. And the difficulty is adjustable on the go. I have never heard of this game. It looks like one of those uh, first-person dungeon crawlers that's more roguelike than uh, wizardry-like from the sound of it. It looks 100% like the first part does. And, mm-hmm. and um and I was reading the review and it sounds uh, identical to it. So it's a it's a steampunk first 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 person dungeon crawler. I tried that one too, by the way, <laughs> a, while, a while ago. It didn't go so well either. So you've just been and all over, not, huh? Just not your just not your style, man. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then from our lovely Anna Maria Anna Marie Privateer, we have a Ease Origin review. Spoiler alert: She liked it. We but couldn't we just, tell from earlier. It's got fast, interesting combat, a good mix of series staples, and three character stories. Yeah, well, based on based on what I saw earlier from the background footage uh, that we were showing, that definitely uh, I could see that being some you know something a lot more people were going to like. I I will admit I'm not a fan of the East games, but that was because the one I tried was since the one that's kind of widely panned. Five? Uh, Arc of of whatever. Oh. Yeah, that's probably the weakest of the modern entries. Yeah. I I would try a different one. Try try one of the modern ones where you actually have a party, like either seven, Salsetta, or eight. Yeah. Those are really good. Much more fast paced. Um, From Alex. Wait, Anna actually did the voice on this review, didn't she? Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. she did. Um, we have a Moria Crystal H video review where she goes into the um, Moe dungeon crawler, definitely not for Pascal. Um, <laughs> warning, do not watch this video uh, at work or at school or anywhere where they can somebody can see it because it is a little not safe for work. A just little? A warning. Just, just a tad. Just a tad. Um, we've got a Metal Max Xeno Reborn impression from Michael Baker. Um, gives that's us a nice that's page. not for me either, for different <laughs> reasons. <laughs> sounds, sounds like they didn't improve it from when we played it, Pascal. G- gives it a nice page, and apparently you can pet the dog in it. Uh, apparently that's the highlight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's 100% more dog petting than there was before. We've got a Backlogging the Year 2020 edition update from Sam Watcher, who has been playing Legend of Heroes, Trails of Cold Steel, and Cat Quest. Oh, Cat Quest and Suikoden 2. Um, I like that she calls Cat Quest Cat Souls. 
I didn't well, really. A, there is a mobile game called. Uh, I believe it is called Cats. Oh, one sec. I have it on my phone. Is it Dark Souls but for cats? No, it's um, it's it's. Let's see. Oh, did I delete it? Oh, yeah, Castle Cats. There, there is a game oh. called Castle Cats for the uh, mobile game. I, I've, uh, I played that. That's a gotcha game. Cat Quest is like an action RPG. Yeah, so just so maybe that's where the confusion's coming in, though. No, I want like a Cat Souls like game where you're a cat and you have extremely hard combat and like zombie mice and stuff to fight. You want Cat Souls, oh, but... not Castles. Right. Okay, oh. okay, got it. That's the difference. <laughs> The real uh, cat praise the cat parts nip. here. Pa- praise the nip. <laughs> praise the nip. Oh, no. um, from Paul Screlly, we've got Solasta Crown of the Magister PAX Online impression. Um, that's a tactical fantasy RPG scheduled to be on Steam Early Access in oct- on October 20th. Looks interesting. And now I believe we are on to the news. News, 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 news. Yeah. Who's doing so news? Do we just go straight Am from I doing news? To... Who's doing news? I can do this. News? Okay. News I've got me. everything open. News me. I'm de- news me. So I... the, new, the news jingle changes based on who's on the cast that week? Yes. I guess so. I expect beeps. I didn't expect <laughs> just... <laughs> Okay. Did you expect them to interrupt you and then go on interminably after that? Oh, uh, no. Didn't see that but coming. I, should, I don't know why I should be surprised at this point. Um, Koi Tecmo announced uh, Atelier Ryza 2 is going to be, get a dedicated PlayStation 5 version that's going to launch in Japan on December 3rd, the same date that the PlayStation uh, 4 and Switch versions come out. Uh, the PlayStation 5 version will release, will release in North America and Europe along the um, four so, Nintendo Switch. Yeah, sometime this winter. Uh, they also have a new trailer for the game, and not in the news story, but they announced that they're going to be reprinting the Switch version of Atelier Ryza 1. Um, prices on that have been pretty expensive, so I'm glad that they're doing that. That way, people who haven't had a chance to check out Ryza 1 can. Uh, I, I got the Steam version when it was on sale a couple months ago, so I, I was pretty happy with it. It's you know The Atelier games, especially ever since Manakemi, have really brought you know gone up in um style and uh in have, style oh i thought you were gonna yeah, say in well, price. the old games like when <laughs> they released confused. the ds version i found that just i mean it's the the game then to gaming now when the original atalia games came out and i'm talking like marie and all those just they are not very new you know friendly to someone who doesn't always have a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, I can get down with that. Um, newer games play much more like a normal RPG does, so they're they're a, also the no time constraints things. I'm sorry, but I hate time constraints in games. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we were talking Yakuza earlier. We've got uh, Like a Dragon release dates updated. Um, they announced that they're going to be bringing forward the release dates of the PS4, Xbox One, and PC versions to align with the Xbox Series X release date. Um, it's going to launch on those platforms on November 10th. I knew it! I knew, and, I knew this would happen. 
Sega also revealed that the PlayStation 5 version will release on March 2nd. All those who purchase the game on Xbox One will be able to upgrade to the Series X version for free. And those who purchase purchase the PlayStation 4 version digitally will be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version. But only digitally. PS5 doesn't have a physical upgrade program because jerks, I guess. Yeah, I I was reading the controversy on that and people are not happy. No. I don't blame them. Uh, I don't either. And then Konami reveals a pair of Eden Zero games that's based off of a sci-fi manga series, which from the trailer looked like it had a robotic cat that turned into a gun. Okay, do you approve of this? Sorry, what? Do you approve of this? I approve of cat guns, yes. Okay. What were you saying? Josh Josh? was saying my name. No, 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 like like you're burying the headline. Konami. Konami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Konami put out a... They make games? Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's the the shocker. Correction. They make games that aren't just like pachinko or like whoring out old releases of old stuff? Is this like the My Hero Academia artist or something? Uh, crap. He's one of the Shonen uh, Jump. Uh, he he does um, another jump. Uh, fairy tale. Oh, fairy tale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's in the story. Um, right. So it's not. Which, um, which means it's the same person who made Rave. All right. It's not uh, Meowdle Gear. Meowdle Gear <laughs> Solid. Can we, can we have that, please? Is that a thing? <laughs> well, I, I mean, sneaking in well, boxes. Maybe starting to step up their game because I heard there was supposed to be legislation in Japan uh, in Japan starting to really come down on the pachinko parlors. Okay. Huh. Well, that that isn't even where they make their big money. I think they own they they owned like lots of fitness centers and stuff, so they're probably hurting pretty bad right now. Uh-huh. Oh. Hey, hey, Konami, you want to make some money? Put out more Suikoden games. We're Japan conglomerates. <laughs> anyway, um, Scarlet Nexus introduces the second protagonist. This is the um, Bandai Namco RPG that's kind of a sci-fi um, future game with uh, psychokinetic abilities. Um, we've got a new trailer up for that, too, from the Tokyo Game Show. Uh, this game is set to be released for P- PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Series X, but does not have a firm release date. Uh, game looks interesting. I can't wait for that. Um, we've got a mobile title coming, a new Dragon Quest game called Dragon Quest Tact. Is this going to be teaching us, like, manners? I'm going to guess they mean tactics. Did you say... Nanners? <laughs> no. Nanners. So, no, I, I, I understood yeah. it right after I, I thought that, but I would also like a game that teaches nanners. Can I have a game that looks as good as this trailer, please? How about we start with that? Because <laughs> this trailer is looking higher quality than the game's going to look, and I'm disappointed already. But they put more money in the trailer yeah. than they did in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm just amused that Plotty M, our resident Dragon Quest fan, was like, I hope it's going to be better than that crappy DS Dragon Quest tactical game. And it's like literally an up version of that. From what Oh, it, it is like. that game, huh? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, um, I think you can sign up for early access now for that, and then uh, it's being developed by Aiming's Inc. Um, I don't see a release date in the article, though. Uh, it's next year. Okay, next year. Free-to-play game with in-app purchases. Yeah. I actually might check that one out. Um, we got huge Pokemon news th- this week. Um, the expansion pass is going to get an update. Uh, we're what's going the, what's to the, the news? Cr- we knew this was coming. 
Like, yeah, we're going to the Crown Tundra. They announced a release date, um, October 22nd. Okay. Um, the Crown Tundra is going to have a Galarian Star Tournament. Um, you're going to get to go on Dynamax Adventures, which is pretty much like exploring a dungeon with Dynamax Pokemon. Um, the other big news is that every legendary Pokemon that has appeared across the main series is going to be showing up in the Crown Tundra. I imagine it's Dynamax Raid Battles. Um, they also announced that um, they're going to do connect- connectivity between Pokemon Go and Pokemon Home, which um, is going to net you a uh, Meltan that can Gigantamax, which I'm looking forward to because that is the one Pokemon that I have not been able to catch. Is uh, Well, I'm sorry, a Melmetal. Uh, Meltan is the previous... Uh, Previous evolution. You guys even know what I'm talking about? Nope. I've heard of Meltan. Vaguely. Chris, I thought you was the Pokemon fan. Yeah. I just haven't finished this game and I'm trying to care and have me trouble. I'm having trouble caring about this Pokemon. I don't know why. I'm not like against it for any particular reason. I just never finished it and it's like, yep, more Pokemon. Not feeling it. Right I had now. a lot of fun with it. Um, the other big news was that we're getting physical versions of Sword and Shield that include both parts of the expansion pass physically. But the sucky thing is that you're paying full price for that, so it's ninety bucks to get that. How about a how about a discount set where I get all these plushies the dude's sitting with? Can I have that? That would make me excited. Yeah. Yeah, that would make me excited too. Well, except for um, except for bread dog over there, but everything everyone else I want. Um, other big news, uh, World of Warcraft delayed Shadowlands this week, ruining millions of people's vacation time, including mine. What? Um, they announced yeah. a delay... They announced a delay for the release of Shadowlands. It was set to launch on October 22nd. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, October 27th. <gasps> um, it's now planned, um, currently Still unspecified. Yeah, unspecified well, date now. later in the year. Wow. Um, they were there's a uh, the full statement that you can read on us on our site, but the gist is that they're having to really rebalance a lot of the end game stuff. They've had a lot of problems. I think Robert, you said that you have friends and Discord that were complaining about it. No, I I'm actually uh, part of two because I still play WoW off and on, um, but uh, two of my Discords have links to uh, Icy Veins and Wowhead for bots for the news, and they've been posting major updates for most of the classes and specs, I mean, pretty consistently for days. Mm-hmm. I mean, just days and days on end <clears throat> where it's like, oh, the, we just updated this class. Oh, we just updated this class. I don't think they were ready. I mean, I don't know how much of it to really say on COVID or if it's just all the in other internal issues that Activision Blizzard's having right now on that side. Yeah. Um, the statement they released does say that like the content is ready. There, it doesn't specify what they're still working on, but that it is. Is this the stuff? Is this the first time they're actually taking the feedback from these early beta programs and actually feeding it back into the game before release, rather than waiting and doing it afterwards? Isn't that like the big complaint they always have is you guys had a beta forever. Why didn't you bounce it before release? And they're like, well, we got to put the game out on time. And now this time they're not. Is that what's is is like the dream happening where developer does the work before release? Is this the Twilight Zone? Is Blizzard good again? I don't know what to think anymore. Well, I think part of um, this is all this is speculation, but with 
Michael Morheim starting his own studio with former Blizzard people. Oh, that has nothing to do with this. That you, Those announcements happen too well, soon to make change of plans like this. No, I don't know. This came this came off very last minute. In fact, they started offering refunds. Wow, for Shadowlands. Yeah, they they actually came out two days after this announcement and started offering full. Here's refunds. a refund for the game that you wanted us to do a good job developing and putting out, but now because you have to wait longer, suddenly you're entitled to a refund. I don't understand refunds for this reason, but whatever. I, I, I know people I don't understand, like it. <laughs> I don't understand either. I'm glad that they're delaying it just because it seemed like there was issues going on behind the scenes. Um, they were supposed to come out with a pre-patch last week, and they pulled it, and the pre-patch is now supposed to come out on the 13th. Are they not that, crunching over there? Is that what's going on? Oh, I, I, say what? I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm just hoping that they actually make it good because that would be the other big change like i can think of in recent years if they actually are embracing a no crunch culture which lo of course they're not but if they were that would explain why they need to delay because they're not crunching but that's probably me being a bit naive to think that that's possible what's interesting though is the the new pre-patch date for wow is also the next um major update to the current patch for Final Fantasy XIV, so that's going to be a fun week for some some players who play both, like me. Oh yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I'm currently crunching right now, trying to get all my pet battle stuff done before they nerf all the good abilities. Well, you have ten but, more days for that, though. The pre patch got pushed back, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, and less exciting news, and we're getting the Brigadine Legend of Rune Sia for PS4. Oh boy, and we're also we're also getting a collector's edition physical version of that from Limited Run Games. Um, it's going to be out on December 10th, 2020. We got a new launch trailer. We've got I a was, very tiny image for this. <laughs> I, clicked I, was, this I clicked the thing, make the image big, and it's the same size. Um, I can't if read you wanna, <laughs> How much if is you it? Wanna you wanna see... <laughs> If you want to see what we thought of that game, you could check out Ryan Radcliffe's review. Okay. I can't remember what he thought of it. I know I was bored to tears by the demo. Let me see what you get in the in the limited edition. For $75, you get a poster, a soundtrack, the game, a collectible box, and of course, Kelly, an enamel pin. Yay! Or is that Anna's thing? Somebody says that's, I, I, that's your thing, right? The new cloth map I, is the enamel I, pin? I, I don't mind enamel pens. Um, oh, okay. I don't have a bulletin board yet for them because that's what people do with them. Uh, no thanks. I might have to get me one though because I'm getting enamel pens with my Shadowlands collector's edition. Oops. Oh, and that's the other reason why I'm excited about Shadowlands getting delayed is because it was coming out at the same day as Cold Steel 4. So I didn't know what I was going to do. Well, I mean, you won't finish Cold Steel 4 in time of sh- for Shadowlands. No, I know, but I can get a sizable dent in it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was all of the major news. Now we have briefs. Beep, 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 You get lighter um, beeps for that. Yes. We've got Bless Unleashed launching for PS4 in October. Um, that is a, the PlayStation 4 version of the free-to-play MMORPG Bless, Bless Unleashed. Mm-hmm. It's coming out on October 22nd. We've got Founders Pact available for purchase. Go check that out. 
We've got Yokai Watch Jam Yokai Academy Y PS4 version and Switch updated in Japan. What is this? I, I honestly have no clue. I didn't get a chance to watch the trailer for this. Um, it's Yokai. Uh, Inve- but like, is it a yeah. new game or is this like a side? It's a already side out story. in Japan. On this Switch. is like a Pokemon this Rumble looking version. thing. What is this? Okay, well, whatever. It is what it is. It's, uh, it's basically the Yokai Watch version of Pokemon Rumble. Is know. it okay? Based on what you're telling me, yeah. Oh, I, mean, I don't know. That's what. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was I mean, saying, I, know I don't know what it is. It's very similar in vain to Pokemon, although. From what I've understood, Yokai Watch is considered the better current games of the two style. Oh, uh, that's a debate that we're not going to have on this show today. Yeah, no. (laughs) From what I've heard, I've not played either. I own many of both. Yeah. Citizens Citizens Unite Earth Cross Space Compilation. So you're getting both Citizens of Earth and Citizens of Space coming out. Oh, Kemco's publishing it. Kemco publishing a a decent game. I'm confused. I don't know how to believe about this. Uh, PS4. I thought I thought the alert was only when they made it, not when. Oh, not when they publish. I don't. I don't like them being near games. Uh, (laughs) The the good good transfer. Yeah. Hey, we we established that you're going to try the golf one. I don't think so. I think you all decided I'm going to try the golf one, but I want to see some extra life uh, donations before that happens. Assuming it's out in time for that. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out this one because I skipped over Citizens of Earth and Space because they were very compared to Earthbound, and that was when I didn't like Earthbound. Oh, okay. But now I'm curious. Oh, you're back on board with Earthbound now? I thought you didn't like Earthbound. Still. I, It's okay. okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's All just right. there. That's a thing. All right. Well, well there um, you go. Kelly is Kimco curious. Yeah. So. Yes. PS4 and Switch at a date that's not announced yet. All right. Neo 2 has uh, Darkness in the Capital DLC, PS4 on October 15th, so that's 12 days from now. It'll be some number of dollars. We, I don't have a number for you, though, so there you go. It's part of the season pass, and uh, if you're into Neo 2, I haven't heard much about Neo 2, I'll be honest. I remember hearing a lot about Neo when that was, the first one was out, but not Neo 2 so much. Okay. Sharon the Wanderer, the Tower of Fortune, and Dice of Fate Switch PC ports are getting extra content, like uh, new bonus dungeons and some jukebox system, uh, streaming UI options. I assume that's just if you're on PC. And uh, global versions of the Wanderer Rescue and Ranking Systems coming out December 2nd. Yeah, I thought... One second. Yeah. That's right. This looks so fun. Oh, yeah? Are you into the Sharon games? I've never played the Sharon games, but I love uh, Mystery Dungeon titles, and that's pretty much what this is. This isn't yeah, even, re- this is a an older school looking one. It's like yeah. sprite based. Didn't didn't a whole bunch of them come out on like GBA or DS? I, I think these well, two this, did. <laughs> this one was originally a DS game in 2010, and then an enhanced version for Vita in 2015 that came out in North America in 2016. Yeah. Um, and we have a review of making all Labs. those Vita games very slowly. Yeah. Like three games we talked about today are Vita remakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> or or Vita remakes of the or remakes of the Vita remakes of another game. Oh my gosh! Sword Art Online Alicization Licorice. What <laughs> has additional story content announced? If you care about that game, go check it out. We don't care about Sword Art Online. <laughs> 
Nope. Sorry. <laughs> Mortal Shell physical release was delayed. That's a Souls-like game that's coming now for PS4 and PC on October 23rd, and Xbox One on October 30th, and PS4 and Xbox One in... Oh, that was all Europe. North America gets uh, PS4 and Xbox One on November 3rd. I don't know when we get PC, or if we get PC, or if it's already on PC in the U.S. Maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. Mortal Shell. Who's playing that? Nobody. Okay. Torchlight 3 has a release date, which I thought it was already out, so I'm confused. Um, it's going to exit. It, Go ahead. It was in, like, early access, and people were playing it, and then that's when they sort of rebranded it from what it was going to be to more, of like, traditional Torchlight and renamed it to Torchlight 3, and then there was new early access for that. Um, that's the last I heard about that. All right. Well, now it's coming out of early access. It'll be on PS4 and Xbox One on October 13th. It'll be on the Switch later this year. It'll be 40 bucks, and you get your own... Uh, you get a unique pet... I think it's the same pet species, but different colors on each PC, uh, Xbox One, and PS4, and Switch. So, yeah. No word about cross-play or cross-save or anything like that, which is real disappointing, because um, that would be the kind of game that you'd want to be able to just pick up and keep playing on any device that you're in front of. So, uh, hopefully they'll add that if they can. Uh, Blightbound has an update that's adding AI allies. I don't know what that is, so if you do, there you go. I hope that's helpful for you. Um, okay. <laughs> Ghost of a Tale is hitting Switch next week. I've been waiting for this one. Um, actually, no. I've had this on my list to play for forever. It's a character platformer where you play as a mouse minstrel guy who's got like a loot on his back, but he's a mouse and you got to sneak through things. And also he's a mouse and you're dealing with frogs and crows and rats and stuff. And I just like it the world. Cute. Yeah, it looks adorable. Um, so it's like I think I might get it. Yeah, it's like go play this in Moss, and then you're going to be overwhelmed with cuteness, and then you'll never want to play current action games again. Um, this is twenty five bucks on Switch. It's out on like PC and Xbox already. Go ahead. YouTube will have to tell me if there's any anti cat propaganda in it. I haven't seen any cats, but there are insects occasionally. So, well, games like this tend to vilify cats, and I don't like that. I think they're too obsessed with mice to worry about the cats but we'll find out okay uh it's out uh when is it out october 8th so five days from now maybe the switch version will actually get me to play that one. Oh, who am i kidding i'm just too behind all right um ooh, new releases we didn't we didn't we didn't collect these ahead of time what's coming out this week anyone know no clue ghost of a tale ghost of a tale on october 8th yeah <laughs> that's one <laughs> That's uh, it. That's all I got. Well, that's all you got. All right. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. It can fell. It can. Fe- I can fell is coming. I okay. can fell. Yeah. I can fell. All right. Yeah. Um. So uh, oh, that's already out. Mm-hmm. That was out last week. Oh, these lists don't work great. Code of Princess Dun-dun. EX is out on PC now. Okay. Code of Princess EX. Yeah, that's a thing. Train station renovation. That's not an RPG, but. That sounds like a great name. Is this another one of these cleaning games, but you're in front of a train station? It is. Yes. <laughs> oh, except uh, you don't even have to clean roaches. It looks like you're just like upgrading the fixtures in the bathrooms and the, in the, in the lobby and stuff. Um, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> oh, Baldur's Gate 3. No, that's not I'll actually see, releasing. Stadia, October 6th. I'm sorry, on what did you say? PC and Stadia. Yeah, what's that second word? 
That's not a thing. Nobody has that. <laughs> we all wish it wasn't a thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So, state. Uh, sorry, Baldur's Gate three is coming out this week. Is what you're telling me? According to this list on Games Radar. I didn't know that. Um, it's not on the list I use, which is really sad. I need new lists. Um, all right. Oh, FIFA Unless 21. It it's early access October 6th. Oh, okay. It does not specify that okay. on the list. Okay. Okay. Yo, here it is on this other list. So, yeah, Baldur's Gate 3. Is it early access now or then? They just re- They just had a stupid video. And I, I say that in a in a in a positive way. They always have stupid videos promoting how they're working on that game because the guys like to have a lot of fun over there. Um but let's see, Baldur's Gate three planned release date October sixth. It's currently in early access? No. What? This so it's in early access, but you can't buy it. So I think Josh is right, it's going to release in early access is what that means when you decode it. You need the Steam decoder ring. Like, if you see these things on the page, this is what that means. Hey, what the heck, Josh? Why do they do this? I don't know. All right. They got to make it confusing. Can't ever be. It's probably not their fault. It's Steam's fault. So I guess it depends who who I meant by they. Is this going to be any good? Is Baldur's Gate 3 going to be good? Should I be excited? I'm not excited. I'm assuming the worst. I haven't heard much either way on it. Um, I, I know several people who've been uh, that I follow have been avoiding it just because they don't want spo- spoilers going into the story. Even though, uh, from what I understand, the early access is not going to be the full game, of course, but they want to go in, you know, completely fresh. So I can't really say more. All right. Well, that's uh, that's Baldur's Gate three. We'll I'll, I'll let you know what my wife thinks because I was not a fan of Baldur's Gate, but my wife really loves it. So you know, I do plan to get it for her. So I'll let you guys know what she thinks. Sounds good. Just to remind you, folks, the question of the week is: suggesting a bad game for Chris to play during Extra Life while you're thinking about that. Kelly, what are you going to play this week? More Thirteen Sentinels. And Robert. Uh, I just booted up uh, Fairy Fencer F, Advent Darkness on Steam, so probably going to run through that a bit. Cool. Uh, Pascal? Um, it's October, and there's a new Amnesia coming out. Oh, there's a new A's, A's game coming? Is that what you said? New mm, that's E's not game? what I said. A new Amnesia? Yeah? No? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. It took me a moment. There's I a chance that... there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. this amnesia might have ships and towers in it. You never know. Uh, man, but the another, game with the tower doesn't have a ship. Another gross horror game, huh? All right. Oh, sad. What? Oh, should I not be down on amnesia? It's just not for me, Pascal. Wasn't there an amnesia that an amnesia game that was like slaughtering pigs? Is the uh, a machine for pigs? Yeah, that was. Um, we don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> was was it bad or just scary? Um, less scary, more, more bad. 
mediocre. Mediocre. <laughs> it was not made by the same uh, developer. So, uh, the, but this next this new one coming up is actually made by Frictional Games, who also made Soma. If anybody's familiar with that, I am. Which uh, I thought was amazing. So, like, I'm excited, but uh, it may not even be out this week. Probably closer to Halloween, I would guess. I'm not allowed to play those games in this house. They're too scary for Anna. They are. It's okay. For They're too scary. For <laughs> I, I kind of use her as an excuse because. <laughs> Actually, um, you know what I did? I played. Uh, did I play it? No, I watched somebody playing PT on YouTube, but like it was no, it was just footage. And I remember thinking this is really fun um, because I enjoyed the jump scares. And there's something about jump scares in a game just being making me laugh that I don't think I've realized about myself in the past. So at that point, I decided, like, I need to actually play some horror games because I think I would actually enjoy them. And I've never gotten around to doing it. And part of it is because I have to play it by myself in the in the office alone. And it's like, um, as much as I think it's going to be fun, I also, like, that's an intimidating, like, oh, I don't want to go do that. That's, like, um, that's going to be scary. But So my, my experience with PT was trying to play it with Vaughn in our basement. And we had all the lights out. We was trying to set the atmosphere. And then he's playing, and he's already on edge. And then two of the cats start getting in a fight, like right next to him. And he just sat down to control and was like, "Nope, I'm done. I'm done." <laughs> set, set down the controller, turned off the X, the PlayStation Four. It's like, "Nope, not not doing this anymore." Play one on. Uh, play one for extra life. I, I mean, that's that's the one thing I can't do because animal. Well, I mean, I could do it without her, I guess, but mm. that would be no fun. I'm, go- I'm going to tell yourself. No, no, but I'll have Alex force you instead. Okay, um, sounds good. By th- by threatening to send you the next like um, unused and uh, review code that nobody will volunteer for, I'll make him send it to you. He does it's that occasionally. That. Like, hey, you want this for the stream? You don't even have to write a review. I'm like, oh yeah, that's um, nah, thanks. <laughs> well, there goes my plan. That was I own it. the site, Pascal. You can't threaten me. <laughs> The only thing you can threaten me with is quitting, in which case I'll play the game. Don't <laughs> Please don't quit. Uh, we need your you. wife fired me this week, by the way. She fires everyone. <laughs> I can't even threaten you with quitting. I'll get fired for it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I'm probably going to play uh, the more uh, the Star Wars Squadrons and Hades. Uh, I wanted to check out Genshin Impact and talk about it on the show a little, just to get a sense of, is it really a Breath of the Wild gotcha clone or not? Um which is what the internet leads me to believe, but uh, didn't get around to it. So sorry about that. And that's what's on my list. Uh, we'll see what changes throughout the week, but uh, hopefully I can do some of that. Um, yeah. Is that it? We get everyone? Did I miss anyone? Josh, did we get you? What are you playing? Uh, more 13 More 13 Sentinels. Okay. Kelly's 13 Sentinels, Robert. Okay. Anna-Marie is going to be... Um, Oh, I can't say what she's playing now. But the thing she's playing now for review is what she's going to be playing all week. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Many more hours. Uh, I know what she's playing, and I'm very jealous. <laughs> I, I know what she's playing, and I'm not jealous because I would not want to play that under a time. Well, but remember, for her, it's like this is how she plays these things. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I don't know what she's playing. Okay, I, I'll I can tell you be later. jealous just because if you want me. No, nah, be... you. I don't know that you'll care. Uh, I'll okay. tell you later. <laughs> oh, it's a dungeon crawler. Okay, got it. Uh, okay. <laughs> doesn't doesn't involve jiggly bits. No, it does not. Sometimes. Oh, does it? Okay, sorry, I didn't know that. All right, 
We'll talk later. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for watching. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, if you want to catch the show live on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. You can also send us feedback at podcast.rpgamer.com. Check the social media channels for that uh, Robert will be posting on uh, for a chance to answer the question of the week partly, partway through the week. Or just leave it in the show thread right here on rpgamer.com. Yep, and, and I and I check the uh, social medias uh, throughout the day, so definitely a good way of uh, trying to get in contact with us. Um, the joy of working in a call center is, I, especially with my job, I have a lot of hold time. There you go. <laughs> Thanks so you for, put oh, people God. on hold to make... Ah, to answer our being social media questions? Like, like, <laughs> no, like, no. I Excuse me, I please do, hold. Yes, our gamer is currently place, hiring. <laughs> uh, especially like an emergency room, they have to transfer me to someone who then transfers me to the nurse. So I have a lo- actual lot of hold time while I'm getting transferred around yeah, to the people who yeah. I have to talk to. <laughs> yeah, we know. I'm just making a joke. All right. So. <laughs> All right. So thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Until then, I say to you goodbye and have a good week and have fun, folks. Enjoy some playing some games. It's fall. It's getting that uh, that game playing weather out there for me, at least, in the northern hemisphere here. I don't know about you. Hopefully for you, too. Uh, Enjoy. So. Enjoy. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.